Hello, 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 and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today's bookish conversation is geared towards the parents and educators in my audience. I have invited my good friend, Erin, to talk about e-reader app options for children. And here's our conversation. Erin, welcome to Living a Life Through Books podcast again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I am really excited to learn about new apps and new uh, reading I guess, reading strategies and things for children? Yes. Yeah. So I've got a lot of information for us today. Um, I mean, having a a six-year-old and then, of course, during COVID, having to take over um, from her kindergarten teacher at the end of the year to learn some reading, um, it's been a whirlwind, uh, a whirlwind of trying to figure out what works best and what is useful, what's not useful what's out there. So I have some, some tips and just some information for parents, um, parents of all ages uh, of children, but, but yeah, so that's what I've got for us today. So let's uh, just, just take it. I mean, what you were talking yesterday about, first of all, you were talking about something called a VOOC. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that first. Yeah, so I'm assuming that they get the name from a combination of video and book, and um, it's VOOKS, V-O-O-K-S. It is an animated kids library. So essentially what it is, is that you would pick a book from their library, and they do have a very large library, and they do have books of different ages. Um, When you select a book, it is typically going to be some kind of a picture book, but the little characters, they they do look like a drawing that you would see in a normal picture book, but they're going to be animated. So they're going to move and do things across the screen. And then it is a narrated book. So it has a narrator reading, but the really cool thing about this compared to other narrated books is that it actually highlights the words on the screen as the narrator is reading them. So the child can learn to make the association of the sound with the word that they're seeing, which is really important for for building kids' vocabulary um, when it comes to reading. So if they are not always realizing which word is going along with the sounds that the narrator is saying, they're not going to learn that word. Um, so there's different uh, philosophies as far as reading. Um, most people are probably familiar with phonics, um, and that will account for most reading skills for children. But there's some words that we all know that they don't sound the way they look. So Right. Psychology. Yeah. Because yes. we got to start six-year-olds on the word like psychology. But anyway. Correct. Right. <laughs> um, or sugar. That's an easier one. <laughs> sugar, really? It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it's is spelt. No. Oh, it's it's s u. So it's su. Oh, it's su. It's it, but we say the sh. It's not s h u. Oh, I never considered sugar. Oh my goodness! Wow, you're right. Okay, sugar. Oh wow. Okay. There's more books than we or more words than we realize that are like that that don't look the way that they sound. And and so word recognition is another skill that kids have to learn when it comes to reading. And some kids 
will learn exclusively by word recognition rather than phonics. It just makes more sense, I guess, in the processing of their brains. I'm not sure. But um, but that is a, a skill or a strategy that can be used for reading for children. So it's really cool that books um, has that that capability where it is actually highlighting the word or emphasizing the word as the narrator is reading it. So that's pretty cool about it. Uh, like I said, it is um, a large book library. So it's not like a limited library that you might get with some of the other um, programs that, that um, are out there that we will talk about today. But um, you do get your first month for free as an individual. It, after that, it's $4.99 per month for an individual. Um, and then teachers have access for free for an entire year. And so then how much is it for teachers after a year? That uh, they do have a teacher deal, but they don't have it published. So I don't know how much. That, okay. that it is. So I'm going to backtrack. I have these <laughs> questions. Okay. First of all, books is a, is it an app? Is it a website? Do you do this on your iPad, your computer? And also the other question, you said books has a library. Is there any link to the actual library? So it has uh, both a website and an app. The app can be put onto any smart device is my understanding. Um, I don't think it is necessarily compatible with something like, um, like I don't think they have an app that goes on Google, the Chromebooks that are that many of the schools have. If they do have that capability, it didn't say that um, when I was looking at their information. So, and I've not tried to put it on my daughter's Chromebook. So I'm not sure, but I do know it's, it is on um, like a, we have it on an iPhone and we also have it on a, an, an iPad. So, and it does say it's compatible with e-readers too. And it's an individual app. So it's not actually mm-hmm. connected to your library. Correct. It's not, it is, it has its own library of books. Although they do have recognizable titles like Curious George, for example. Um, they do have some exclusive titles that would not be found outside of their library. Um, so they're like, I think one is called um, The Day the, the Punctuations Came to Town, which is kind of a cool little book. Um, it's one of Nora's favorites because it talks about like uh, punctuation. So periods, exclamation points, commas. So it's getting them familiar with the use of punctuation in English language, but it's telling a story too. So it's, it's a kind of, they have a lot of little cute titles like that, that are teaching um, something about English or literature or reading and writing, um, but it's put into a story form that is fun for the kids and they, you know, will learn the lessons and incorporate it a little bit, um, I think, more permanently. Mm -hmm. So since this is a video book, I know you said it highlights the words as it is reading. So you've got, you're looking at a screen, you're looking at this app and you see the picture and then the audio is playing and then it highlights the words. But my question is, does it also animate the pictures? It does. Yes. So for books that we have read as a child, like say, I don't know, uh, Redfish, Bluefish, whatever that's called, like Dr. Zeus books, you you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Those books would it animate those characters? Would it animate traditional books that we grew up with? 
That is my understanding. Now, most of the books that I have read with Nora have been their exclusive titles. The Curious George books just got added this week. And so I have not looked at those. But my understanding from the advertisement with that was that, yes, they would be animated. So I'll have to check that out to know for sure. But they, I mean, all of their library is supposed to be animated. And so that's why, like, they may not have every single title right now is because they do have to, you know, process through that animation point. Not to mention, I'm sure, getting, you know, rights to those books. And so you get this app and you pay $5 a month. And Mm -hmm. is it unlimited books? Mm -hmm. It is. And do you download the books and do you get to keep them? Um, they, the full library is fully accessible. You don't have to wait. So they're, um, available on demand. But what I mean is, do you actually get to keep the book? Let's say you're not Mm -hmm. doing books anymore. The book. Okay. For example, what I'm trying to say is kind of like, uh, audible, like the audio book, right? Audible you get those first two free books or any book you get on Audible, you get to keep, even if you get rid of the subscription. Like, yeah, so my, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a good question. My understanding is um, that once you stop paying the monthly fee, like you don't have access to them. So it's not a, um, a you keep the rights to those books. What about, uh, what ages? Yeah, so... So they said up to, like, it's best for um, preschool through third grade. And from what I've seen, I would say that's probably correct. The reading level for most children is, you know, after third grade is going to be higher than what is offered there. But I would, you know, clearly if any children um, had like developmental differences and they were above that grade level, they probably still would find it to be a useful resource. Okay, so preschool, which is around the age of three-ish, right? Yes. And then uh, three-ish to third grade, which is about eight to nine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, and the, their library is pretty extensive. So I, I think it's a really, of all the, I mean, there's some of these that are going to be completely free resources and they're awesome. But of the paid resources, um, I think this is one of the better ones. Uh, just because of really it is working on a reading strategy and, um, and, uh, you know, it's got such a large variety of books and covers a large age range. And the other question I have, which I don't know if you would, you might know or not is, is it all through the United States? Can other countries also Mm -hmm. access the app? Like, like say Canada or Australia, New Zealand. I mean, because it is internet-based. However, with internet-based, sometimes you can't access certain things. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't check to see if it was accessible outside of the United States. So I'm not sure about that. Um, And I'm trying to think back, looking through the library, if there were other languages represented. And I'm not sure about that. Yeah, other languages would be cool too. Yeah. To get yeah. books of different languages, like let's say the French kids have their French books. And yes. that might be a fun way for kids to learn a different language, even. I mean, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, that would be so cool if you pick up a kid's book in French and then your kid can learn French. 
Yes, yes, I agree. There are some of these apps that do have um, uh, resources in other languages that I'll mention um, that is, it kind of makes them unique. Um, but yeah, I don't know about this one. I did not check. I have not checked to see. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. this was a paid app. Any other paid apps that you know of for children and reading? Yes. Okay. So other paid apps. Um, this one I haven't checked out yet because I just discovered it today and it sounds like it would be really cool. It's called Skybrary and it is created by LeVar Burton. Um, his reading is fundamental organization, which, um, LeVar Burton is from reading rainbow. So any of our, yes. (laughs) And, And he does actually, um, make an appearance in this app apparently. So it is a $4.99 per month, or you can pay uh, $39.99 annually. Um, This is a huge library, apparently, of books. They're interactive digital books. So by interactive, what I mean is that like you can uh, click on different parts of the screen, um, and it has different uh, little things that pop up or activities like puzzles and stuff that can be done. Um, They do sounds exciting. It is, yes. And they do have virtual field trips with LeVar that go along with the theme of the book, um, similar to what he did in his TV show, Reading Rainbow. Um, and the other really cool thing right now is that they do have specials for schools. And the specials for schools also include teacher lesson plans and like learning management tools for the classroom. So uh, I, they didn't say what their specials were. So they, it may be free. It may just be discounted. I'm not really sure. Um, but that's one that I'm going to be checking out uh, just to it, see if, what it's go, like. Go ahead. It's called Sky Library? Sky Library? How Sky do you spell Library. it? Um, S-K-Y-B-R-A-Y. S K Y B R. Oh, sorry, A R Y. B R A R Y. S K Y B R A R Y. Okay, Skyberry, Skyberry.com. Okay, that's very cool. You know, I just had a thought, and uh, tell me what you think. So, I'm a pediatric dentist, right? Mm-hmm. If my office were to purchase an account, for Skybrary and Vooks, how would that work? Like if I purchase the account, mm-hmm. can I just give that account login and password to all my patients? How would that it, even work? You could probably, um, add, you know, contact the um, app management systems as and like come at it from like a, I mean, I would present it as, yeah, I'm not a teacher or a school, but, you know, I'm trying to access this for my patients as a, an option for them to um, have something to do like while they're waiting or et cetera. And so they may give you um, whatever deals that they're giving the schools. And I would think that usually when it, um, my experience has been with the schools is that you get a, um, a password and a user, you know, a user account or whatever from the school. And that is good for that school, entire school system. So I would think that's how it would work. But So any a, student in that school would use the same username and password and then they would get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how a lot of these work. That would be cool. I mean, I think I will contact them because not so much for patients who are waiting, but as a perk 
of being a patient of my office, you get, you know, your children get to read these free books through this app and that I'm covering for. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. Definitely going to look into both of it. I mean, it's not that expensive. It's like $5 a month. I'm sure my office can cover that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these aren't that bad. Um, So other charged ones, uh, there's another charged one called Epic that we have used pretty extensively here for Nora. Um, It is per household, um, $7.99 per month. You get your first month for free. However, it is free for teachers and librarians. And then some school systems uh, have um, access to this. And actually right now, any school that's closed because of COVID, the school and the students have access to Epic for free. And that's how we're getting it is um, through that program. Uh, her school has been accessing Epic that way. How is it um, different from VOOC? What does is, what is yeah. it do? Is it a video, audio? What is it? So they have picture, primarily picture books. Um, so it is also one of these like kindergarten through, um, I think, third grade reading level. It allows the teacher to track students' progress as well. So if you set it up, where the students are under the teacher, then the teacher can look and see what books that that child has been reading. And um, not all of the books, but many of the books have an audio option where it is read to the student. It's read page by page. It does not highlight the word like the books did. And the and it, it is a flip page, you know, so it looks like it would in a book that they were reading. So it's not like animated. In, like iBooks. Mm-hmm. Like adult iBooks, you know, you can actually... Exactly. It's like that. It's just that it has pictures, you know, as a picture book. And then um, a lot of times at the end, it does have uh, questions for reading comprehension. And so the teacher can also access that to see like how well that the student was um, comprehending what was being read. Um, So there are varying reading levels. The teacher can set the reading level for the student and then the system or the parent can do that. And then the system will only um, suggest for that student the reading level that's appropriate for them. The other thing that's kind of cool about this is that they do have awards or like achievements. So if you, you know, read so many books, it does this little like celebration on the screen for you. And so a lot of students would be uh, motivated by that. So it's a, another good one for early childhood and establishing reading skills that way. There's a, a comparable program called Farfaria. Um, and it is uh, cheaper per month, four ninety nine. I've not used that one, um, but its capability is supposed to be the same as Epic. So um, similar, and some schools may have access to that program already. So my, that's another part one. My thing is, I mean, whatever you've told me about Epic so far, it doesn't sound as great as VOOC. Why, yeah, why I think should we the do only, Epic then? So the Epic, I think, is better for the classroom because it will track progress and it only allows students to access the books that are their reading level. Um, and then has the reading comprehension questions at the end where you can kind of see how much they're understanding when they're reading. So a student actually has to type in answers. Uh, it's multiple choice, I think for most of them. Yeah. But yeah, it does track that. So it would be, I mean, it would be good for the classroom or if you were like doing homeschool and needed to track progress, um, then it would be good for that purpose. Um, and can you actually have a comparative thing with other students? I know you said you could track yes. what you're reading 
and you said you get your trophies and things like that. Yes. So now you can actually compare with, oh, Karen in class is reading this and she's read four books. So so-and-so like Roger in class has read 10 books. And so you kind of got that comparison going yes. to push you forward. Yes. And also the other thing is that you can see what titles the other students were reading so that like, okay, if your best friend is in your class and you see that they read, you know, whatever, you know, Mary goes to town or I don't know, a book, um, and then you want to read it, you can easily access that. And then you guys can talk about it. So like Nora has used Epic and done, um, a little, uh, like I think once or twice she's done, um, I guess I would call them a book club and they each pick a book and you can see each other's books and then you, you know, they read them and then they come and talk to them, talk about them in the group. So she wanted to do like what we do with our book club. (laughs) And so that I thought that was a really cool tool that you could just easily see what everybody else was reading. But when she did the book club, it wasn't through Epic. It was through Epic. Well, I mean like they only used books from Epic. Right. No, I mean like, to actually do the book club, like we we oh. do a Zoom book club. Does Epic have a children's book club availability where everyone's on video and doing a book club as opposed to Zoom? Uh, no, but they should. <laughs> no, they did. <laughs> well, Zoom. They did the video content by Zoom, but it would be really cool if you could just, you know, access the platform right there. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I was just like, really? They did a book club through, um, through Epic? <laughs> well, okay. So basically they took the Epic group out of Epic and went on Zoom and then they talked about yes. the book. Yes. So it's basically yes. the adult Goodreads without the book. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And so that those are um, some of the big uh, charged ones. A couple of other charged ones that are out there. One is called Tales to Go. It's just audiobooks. It's pretty expensive. It's $29.99 per three months. There's discounts for schools um, during COVID. And the really, I thought the really cool thing about this one is that they offer audiobooks in Spanish. So if you want, you know, to, if Spanish is a second language or a primary language and you want to read um, in Spanish, then it has that capability and availability, which a lot of um, other um, apps do not have that option in Spanish. But then why just do only an audiobook when these other apps allow yeah. reading and audio and all of it together? I agree. That I um that's I haven't tried that one. I think that um it may be good for like high school students that are taking a Spanish course and are wanting to increase their fluency. Like I would say that that might be a good option, but no, it kind of sounded like the audible of the, the children's world to me, which is like, there's lots of comparable or even better apps that are cheaper or free and, and more than audio. So, um, (laughs) but I thought I would mention it because I, because of the Spanish piece, and I'm going to I'm going to go back real quick. You'd mentioned yeah. a far far away. Um far faria is what it's far, called. Far faria. Okay. It's just it's essentially the same as Epic is my understanding. It's cheaper. Um but I don't know if how their uh library access is like how how extensive that it is. Okay. Um there's another one called Swap Tales, which this one sounds really cool. And um, I might give it a try. It's $4.99. Uh, I think that's a one-time cost. Um, it is a choose-your-own-adventure in digital form. So if you ever read your like those like choose-your-own-ending books that they used to make, 
this is the digital form of that. So it is a reading. Um, it's animated. It's interactive. So there's activities like puzzles and stuff to go along with the adventure book. I mean, these are primarily adventure books that, that you're reading. Um, but there are lots of different endings um, to the books. And so um, it's, I mean, it sounded interesting. I sounded like uh, middle um, grade school would be the uh, primary focus. So probably not like kindergarten, first grade, but maybe more like that third grade to like middle school age uh, that they're targeting with this one. So it, it sounded interesting. And again, I haven't tried that one myself since my daughter's not in that age range, but right. definitely something that I'll be watching for because I just like the idea of the, you know, it, it's like an adventure and you can choose your own endings um, or, or make your own adventure along the way. There was an, another one that I found that is, this one I am probably going to try. It's just a one-time fee of $1.99. It's called Sightwords Ninja. So it is an app that you would put on a smart device. It is apparently made by the same or with similar um, intent as the Fruit Ninja. I don't know if you ever played Fruit Ninja. No, I have not. Okay, so it's a game um, on on you know your iPhone or smart device that you like are supposed to slice through specific fruits for each level, and and so you know like that's you're targeting. It's basically getting your brain to target like a fruit shape, right? Well, this would be sight words. So it would be a specific sight word and that you're trying to get the child to recognize more quickly. And, but in, you know, it's done as a game um, and you can actually tailor the sight words so you can pick the, the, what sight words you want your child to work on. So that sounded kind of interesting. And like, instead of handing your child, you know, some other mindless game to <laughs> use their time, if you need to use their time a minute, um, this might be a good tool and is actually re- working on their word recognition. Um, so going back to that skill that we so talked about with Dukes. $2. Yeah. One tap. It's kind of like yeah. a one time buying the app, a game app. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then there, I'm going to list three things together that are um, their cost. I did not get the, the amount per month that each of these is. They are all game-based programs that are on, you can get them as an app or you can get them on the website. So through, you know, you can put it on like your um, Chromebook that way. Um, And they all are working on phonics. So they aren't necessarily like reading a story, but they are games that are trying to get the students to learn like, like letter recognition with sound or, um, you know, like the recognizing special rules, like K before N says, you know, and that kind of stuff. So those uh, are Reading Raven, ABC Mouse, and Read with Homer. So they're all game-based. The good thing about those, I think, is that they catch the kids' attention and get them engaged because it is a game base. So they're like, they have, they're going up levels that you play games that use the, that are helping you to learn the sounds. It is really geared towards young readers. So I would say like preschool through first grade would be the most appropriate levels for most of these. The ABC Mouse also does incorporate other things like math sometimes too, is my understanding. So some of these don't just work on reading skills, but have other aspects too. So those are all the charged ones. That, okay. Oh, wait, one more. I forgot. Oh, one more. Okay. One. Sorry. Um, wonderful. It's W-A-N-D-E-R-F-U-L. It is $4.99 per book, and these are interactive books. Then they have activities that accompany the story. $4.99 per book. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Like, I mean, 
all these those other apps you told me were like four ninety nine a month or even mm-hmm. seven ninety nine a month. This one's four ninety nine per book. Yes, and so, I don't know if it's an app or a web a, a website. I have not tried it before. What, are these magical books or something? I mean, I don't know. It seemed pretty um, expensive to me too. But maybe somebody uh, that's listening has used this before and can tell us more about that. But yeah, yeah. Th- this is this is really good because we've never done an episode on children's reading and you know children's app. I mean, I'm always talking about all these crazy adult apps I come up with, but this is really good. Okay, so now yes. mm-hmm. free. Free. Okay. Okay. So my, okay. Well, I should first preface this by saying our favorite app ever also has access to kid content. So Libby, of course, does have access to to kid content and juvenile literature um, in the form of picture books that are narrated or not narrated and then audio books, of course. So if you already have a Libby app, you can access that kid content for your child. I do that with Nora regularly. So there's that. Now, having said that- Wait a minute. Wait, stop. So Libby has narrated kids book? Like, so you can actually, it's kind of like books. You're looking at a book and you turn it and it's it's audio and visual? It is. It does not, it's not animated. So it's just like a flip book, like an e-reader would be, but it has pictures. And the narrator will will follow through page by page. It does not highlight the words or bold the words, but it does go page by page. Still, that's great. Yes. And okay. I've used those a couple of times for Nora. So if you have a, I would say, if you have a kiddo who would generally be watching like YouTube or something, you can supplement with Libby. Just download a whole bunch of the kids' books, hand it to them, and, or, you know, of course, the books that we talked about earlier can work too. But um, oh, just I just block YouTube on their phone. But anyway, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think about it this way: you don't really have to worry much about what your kid sees if they're on Libby reading a book. True, that is very true. <laughs> as long as they're doing the children's books, because um, yes. yeah. Well, which speaking of which, okay, so um, Sora is the chil- children's. Um, uh, I guess alternative to Libby. So it is by Overdrive. So same oh, company. really? Yes. And um, it is Sora? Free. S-O-R-A? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you can load your, any public library card. Also, uh, many school districts participate in this. And so you can access your school district's libraries as well for most schools. And then um, there are some other, like, sometimes there's special programming through local universities or, like, local um, state libraries and things like that. So there's lots of access on there. And there may be other special programs. So there was a special reading program this summer, and it was put on by another organization, but it was through Sora and any teenager could access the audiobooks and they get them like indefinitely. Like you can access it even after the program ended. So it is a you have that audiobook for forever that you have your Sora app. And so and there were a lot of good books on there. So too. it's Some like op- a library app that you can actually keep the book. Yes. Yes. So, so sometimes they have these programs that allow you to keep the book indefinitely. I mean, if you're getting, if you're accessing the book through your school library or your regular public library, it's the same that it would be on Libby where you have it for X amount of time. But because this uh, app 
partners with some reading and literacy programs, they usually offer those indefinitely. So you get continued access to those for forever. So it is, uh, there, the fact that it's free, the fact that you can have access to pretty much any public library and then many um, national literacy programs, it's re- that I think is big. Um, the other thing that I would add about this one is that they do have both audio, ebook, picture book, and narrated picture books that are available. So the content is um, pretty robust. It's all um, juvenile fiction, um, young adult fiction, and children's books. So you, you, your child or ch- older children, if they're using Sora, are not going to be able to access adult content books. If you're worried about that, I mean, I personally wouldn't worry about that, but... <laughs> You know, uh, I guess you know, some parents. Worry I was about just that. thinking. So, if this is children's book or a little bit like even teens, right? For Sora, yes. mm-hmm. and you can keep the book indefinitely. I mean, I know a lot of people who got Audible just to get Harry Potter. Yes, and then they downloaded the Harry Potter. And they paid for that or whatever. They got the free two free downloads and then they, I guess they paid for the other books and then that was it. And then they canceled their Audible subscription. But with Sora, mm-hmm. because Harry Potter is a 10 to 12 year old. So yeah, if it's involved in one of those literacy programs, you can get it. So like I got the number 57 buzz, I think is the title through that uh, literacy, through one of the literacy programs. And now it's on there indefinitely. But not all of them are indefinitely. So you ha- it has to come through like probably one of those literacy programs or special programs to get it for indefinite time. Maybe I should it, sign up for Sora. You, yeah, you should. Definitely. I mean, as an, even as an adult. Yeah. I mean, it, like, if there's YA books and I can keep them indefinitely. But then again, I don't think I can be part of a literacy program because I'm not yeah. in school. Right? Well, um, that... That is true. It can be, well, some of them don't have um, restrictions like that. So if you're an, if you, like we got it because my husband's an educator, he's a high school teacher. So that's why we originally signed up and we could access the literacy programs because of his work. And then I put Nora's stuff on there for her school district. And so she's been able to access some literacy programs through her school district. So yeah, I mean, check it out. It's free. So there's no reason not to check it out. They do have a, a badge system um, in Sora, which is like achievements. So it, you get these little badges if you do certain things. So your first audiobook, or like the first book that you borrow, you know, it, you, the first book that you finish or I don't know. So they have different milestones, I guess is how I would look at it. And it can be if you have a student who milestones are a big deal for them and a motivator, then that this would be an easy thing for them. Um, the other great thing is that just like in, um, uh, and Libby doesn't do it so much, but like when you um, put in your books that you've read into uh, your um, Goodreads, mm-hmm. it yeah. tracks your stats. Sora tracks stats. So it will track reading time and then other stats, like how many books have they gone through in X amount of time. Um, you also, if you can also set time, like a, like a timer for your child. So if you want your child to sit down and have 20 minutes of reading per day, you can set the timer on Sora and they can read and it will let them know when their 20 minutes is up. So that's also, you know, I, I think a really cool tool. 
But they can continue reading. Yes, they can read longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more to, like, if you wanted to have a minimum time. That you yeah, needed. iBooks has that. Really? Yeah, yeah, iBooks has that, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, those are all the really cool features. Sora is probably my number one favorite free um, of the apps that I looked at and that we've used. There's another free app called Starfall, which is a website. I don't think it's in a, like an app app version. It is phonics. So it's, it's games that teach phonics similar to like the ABC mouse or the read with Homer, but it's free. And they, they do have uh, charged content that is supposed to be enri- enriched content for each of the phonics lessons. So you, you do have a paid option with that, but they, you have a free option too. And then there is an app called Hoopla, which I am going to be checking out. I guess there's many participating public libraries. And if, as long as you are a member of one of those participating libraries, it's free. If you aren't a member of one of the participating libraries, you should be able to pay, but it didn't have what that price was listed. And what um, is Hoop? Like, does it even tell yeah. me what it is? I know you, you haven't used it, right? So I have not. So it's supposed to be children and teen and adolescent, like young adult books. They have, of course, your typical audiobooks, ebooks. But I think something that is really cool and unique about them is that they also have access to comic books and graphic novels that may not be available for online content for from other places. Ooh. I know. I know. Archie, Archie's here I come. <laughs> I know. A lot of kids are motivated by being able to read a comic book or be they like there's some kids that really like the graphic novels. And uh, I thought that was a, a pretty cool feature of this app. And the other really cool thing about this is that their app is also compatible with smart TVs. So if you have a smart TV, they, your, your student can access it on the smart TV. And I guess they can sit there and flip through their graphic novel or comic book on the smart On TV. their television, like actually yeah. sit on their couch and watch television, but it's reading. You're reading on yeah. a television. Yes. Yes. That's insane. Okay. Yes. So I thought that was, that was a really great, awesome feature. Um, I'm, that's why I said I'm going to check this one out. So I don't know if, if our county library or municipal library are participating libraries yet. Uh, I'll let you know when I find out. But I, I'm interested. I'm like I'm not a comic book reader, but I'm I just want to know. Nora tends to like some of the graphic novels for kids, so I think they may have some stuff that she would like. But yeah, so that's all of the apps that, that I had wanted to talk about. Now, don't get me wrong. There's like probably a hundred other kids reading apps or phonics apps and websites out there. But these are the ones that I have come into contact with because of like teacher recommendations or librarian recommendations or like reading, like these are the top, you know, 10, 20 apps that are available and the ones that I felt like were worth mentioning. So this is really, really, really good information. I think I really, no, thank you, because I feel this will help my listeners, because I know a lot of my listeners are parents with young kiddos. Now, you are my own, you are my listener also, and, you know, so you have a young kiddo, I know, 
you know, we have some people in our book club who have young kiddos, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are people who, um, I I know, I'm trying to think, I think uh, Erica, who was on my podcast, I think she has some young kiddos. I mean, you just don't know who you're benefiting well, and teachers sharing this information, you know, te- like, you know, like Katie, she and might, Katie, like, right. Teachers, might be right. Friends, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of valuable information here and hopefully it will help somebody. And especially right now that we're all getting ready to go back into the school year that is going to be atypical because of COVID. So we all, all of us parents need extra resources on what to do with our little, our, well, not just our little kids, but our big kids and their time. <laughs> well, this is very, very informative. I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast. I mean, you're just a real inspiration to me, especially by setting the bar high and setting a really good example for the kiddos. So thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's always a fun time to get to come on your show. So yeah, thanks again. That's it for this time. Before I go, I will make my usual requests. If you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also access Apple Podcast Reviews through www.ratethispodcast.com backslash living a life through books. I thank you in advance. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Join the conversation with me on a new app called Swell. My tag on Swell is at Bookish Podcast. It's an audio app, and for podcast listeners like yourself, you will find something there that will interest you that you can interact with. And it's a great way to chat with me. If you want to test it out without downloading the app, I'll add the link to the show notes. Check it out. What else? You can also reach me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books or email me at livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. The opening and closing music for this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs> <laughs>